Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Customary gunshots, bitch. What's going on, my nigga? Nine Side Dre Life Unplugged Podcast. What's the fucking deal? And then that was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room, once again. Another one of them episodes where wasn't really shit to talk about and shit, you know. Quarantine is doing what quarantine is doing. Times is doing what times is doing. So, you know, it's just not a lot of shit happening in the news right now. Like, nothing really catching, nigga. Ah, you know what's going on to everybody popping up in the motherfucking live. You know, my nigga Herschel won and shit, nigga Hillside up. You know, my nigga Warren Gold clothing and shit. You know, today's episode, a nigga just gonna spit off the top of the head. Literally just got done doing the podcast. You know, shout out to the Bet the House podcast. You know, my nigga Big Smash and the homie uh, Del P from the Man Cave podcast. Shout out to both them niggas. You know, we just got our little thing cracking up. You know, talk, just, you know, shooting the shit. You know, I had a little little post and shit that I made um, talking about the 10 weakest rappers that a motherfucker ever heard. Like, you know, niggas be putting these lists together and shit. You know, like, oh, what's the top rapper? Who's the best this and the best that? Like, I, I always think it's a lot harder to come with who's the worst and not even on no hating shit because you know in order for you to even know these niggas names they had to have some level of talent but it's just kind of like damn nigga who's really like the weakest motherfucking rappers that you ever heard like it's just like a funny question because a lot of motherfuckers got different answers and shit like that nigga big smash low-key like that nigga was trolling like, that nigga put Easy e on his motherfucking list. And if y'all niggas follow this motherfucking show, y'all niggas see. I got Easy e over my shoulder. Like, Easy e is like one of my childhood heroes growing up. Like, Easy e was like the, the, the blueprint of what Nipsey Hussle became. Like, he was like the original West Coast Street nigga that, you know, turned, you know, what, what he did in the streets into a legitimate business and got it cracking. So... You know, like I, I look up to Easy E and what he was able to do, and like the niggas not no weak ass rapper. I was like, nigga, you fucking tripping. But it was just a cool ass conversation. Like, you know, motherfuckers was going up. Like it, it was a cool ass show. So y'all niggas be on the lookout for the Better House podcast. You know the the all the episodes, honestly, because you know them niggas got a dope show. But especially the 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 recent one, because motherfuckers was on there talking our shit. You know, like on here, y'all niggas don't really get to hear me be funny all the motherfucking time because, you know, I, I just be on some other shit when I be, you know, spitting my game. I, I have funny moments, but, you know, sometimes I like to just get cracking, you know, just talk some loose, funny shit 
you know, just to get the motherfucking humor out. But, you know, like speaking to rappers and shit, my nigga Bobby Schmurter, home. That nigga deserves a hero's welcome. You know, because like I've, I've been saying, as far as the like the last, you know, the two episodes, both named the year of the rap when I was talking about 6ix9ine. Like for 6ix9ine to get the amount of attention that he gets is like a fucking travesty, my nigga. Like that shit is sad. It's a black eye on fucking hip hop in general, my nigga. Like the fact that that motherfucker got millions of followers and all of this quote unquote clout. That shit is tragic, my nigga. Like hip hop, you know, a lot of motherfuckers in in the world of hip hop, we kind of like pride ourselves on living by the street code. You know, like in hip hop, a lot of motherfuckers consider themselves moving as far as the street code. So for a motherfucker like six nine, who's basically the polar opposite to that shit, getting any level of fucking respect is just fucking tragic. So, man, you know, I just got to give fucking Bobby Schmurter a big ass shout out. You know, I'm going to support whatever the fuck he does when he get out because what he did was some solid shit. You know, if you're not familiar with Bobby Schmurter or, you know, his story, basically Bobby Schmurter came out with hot nigga around 2014, I'm thinking. You know, and in the song, he was saying some specific shit, you know, basically in his own mind. Shouting out his homie, shouting out his hood, you know, just bigging up his partners and niggas who he grew up with, you know, just, you know, just on some typical regular street nigga shit. It was kind of like a song, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had just got out when he made hot nigga, you know, off a beat that he got for free off the Internet. And that shit went fucking viral. It went crazy. It became a fucking smash hit and it ended up getting him and a bunch of his homies indicted. You know, and they threw the nigga some time. You know, like I said, the song came out in like 2014. So basically, what, like seven years ago and shit. And, you know, while he was in court, they gave him the option of doing, I think, like five years. And they was going to give his partner like nine years. But in order for his homie to get out earlier, he took an extra two years. So him and his boy could both get seven years. Like, nigga, if that ain't real nigga shit, I don't know what is. Like, salute to that shit, my nigga. That shit is solid. A, a lot of niggas won't take no time for one of their homies. You know, especially like a real nigga who you been down with for a long time. Like, a lot of motherfuckers snitching on their motherfucking homie to get out of some time like that. Like, nigga, a nigga that'll take two extra years so his homie could come home early, like, Nigga, you can't do nothing but salute that. Like, he he a stand-up nigga for that shit. You know, and you see, you know, free Bobby Schmurter. A lot of motherfuckers giving Bobby Schmurter props and all that good old shit. But, like, this was something that I said when he at first got locked up because, you know, like, it was something that he was saying from jail, like, in interviews and shit like that. Like, shit that his family members were saying. Like, when Hot Nigga was on the radio going crazy and it was, like, the number one song and all that shit. Like, that nigga was getting hella love from a bunch of rappers and, you know, motherfuckers in the industry and all that shit. But when the nigga got cracked, you know, when he got put down, when he was, you know, sitting in the pen, when he knew he was going to really sit down for some time, a lot of them same niggas who was trying to get on his songs, trying to take pictures with him, you know, trying to 
you know, ride his wave, a lot of the motherfuckers backed up off him. You know, he he wasn't getting all the, the, the letters and mail of a type of nigga that a lot of motherfuckers are saying, you know, y'all niggas saying free Bobby Schmurter, but y'all niggas ain't putting nothing down on nigga books. You know, y'all niggas screaming free Bobby Schmurter, but y'all motherfuckers ain't sending a nigga no flicks. Y'all ain't sending a nigga no kites or none of that shit. You know, like, this was one of them, like I tell motherfuckers all the time, like, you know, just when it come to street niggas in general, like, and not even street niggas, but just niggas in general. You know, like, this is just a, a, a big teachable moment as far as, like, your circle. Niggas who you keep around you. Niggas who you call your friend. You know, like, I used to tell motherfuckers this shit, like, back when I was, like, a teenager and shit. Like, back when I was running around doing bullshit. Like, it's certain niggas that I don't really fuck with as far as some street shit. A lot of motherfuckers who I don't really consider my friend as far as street shit. Because, like, as a young nigga, I seen with my own eyes niggas who was fucking with niggas while they was on the street. Went to the pen. While you in the pen, niggas act like you practically died. Like, you out of sight, out of mind to certain niggas when you get sat down. And then these niggas get out. And the same niggas that ignored them while they was in the pen, they not fucking with them. But motherfuckers who was holding them down while they was locked up. They low-key ignoring them and shit. You know, and it's like, these is the, the, the moments, you know, this is the shit that happens in the street. You know, like I tell motherfuckers all the time, like, nigga, you should never let no another nigga trick you off the street. You know, like I said in the fucking episode, and I meant to post that fucking clip today, too, off the, the first um year of the rat. It was like episode three or some shit, episode four. You know, where basically I was saying, like, you know, a, a, a lot of these motherfuckers that be saying they solid, like a lot of the niggas who you fuck with in the street, a lot of the niggas that niggas out here doing dirt with and all of this old shit, like they don't even know whether or not they solid. Because like you don't know how real a nigga is until shit get real. Like, it's easy to sit there with your homeboy on the couch and say, man, I'll never snitch on you. Man, I'll never do this. I'll never do that. You know, like, it's easy to root for a team when it's winning. But it's a whole different ball game when they go on a nine-game losing streak or when they star player get injured or some shit. Like, it's easy to say, I fuck with this nigga until a nigga catch time like Bobby caught. You know, nigga, you catch, you know, a hot-ass five years and your homie catch nine. And they like, nigga, if that's really your homie, take two of his years and y'all both do seven. A lot of these niggas that you call your friends wouldn't do that shit for you. A lot of niggas you call your friends, my nigga, wouldn't take six extra days in that motherfucker for you. You know, like, this is the reason I tell motherfuckers all the time. Like, it's a lot of niggas who, who I fuck with. It's a lot of niggas who I'm real closely associated with. It's a lot of niggas who I kick it with. It's a lot of niggas I speak to. It's a lot of niggas who I got love for. But I don't call them niggas my friends. Because we ain't never been through shit. You know, like me, I I, I judge my friendships based on tests that you pass. And a lot of my friendships ain't been tested. So I can't really put that stamp on a lot of niggas. Like we ain't never went through nothing that, that tests our friendship to say that you really my friend. Because I don't know what you would do in certain situations like this. You know, like, 
And I'm not even putting it on no street shit because, you know, I'm a square now. My nigga, like, I'm a working man. I'm a family man. So it ain't like we're going to get put in a situation where we're going to be getting interrogated by the police and no shit like that. But just in general, my nigga, like, it's just situations that motherfuckers get put in just in regular square life where a nigga could throw you under the bus. You know, it's motherfuckers, you know, who who you kick it with that's, you know, trying to, you know, uh, backdoor you on money plays. You know, like I tell motherfuckers all the time, like, nigga, it's a lot of niggas that got a real good job and they job might be hiring and they got a homeboy that they know need a job and they won't even tell them. Like, it's niggas that you fuck with all the time that will not put you up on the plate that they own. Like this nigga eating like a motherfucker. This nigga got a line on some shit and he ain't tapped you on your shoulder. Like, Hey, my nigga, look, I got this little thing. You know, all you got to do is do a, B, C, D and E and you'll be just like me. Like a lot of motherfuckers, you know, niggas love to see you do good until it means you do better than them. A lot of motherfuckers on some real shit will love to see you do good. And they don't even want to see you equal to them. Like, that's the crazy part, my nigga. Like, I was just telling one of my partners about that shit. Like, you know, it's just certain niggas you don't want to be around just based off how they move when they see you with a couple dollars in your pocket. You know, like, it's certain niggas that keep other niggas around to make them feel better about what they got going on. Like, they like to be the one nigga in the group that got some money or the one nigga in the group that the bitches like. Or the one nigga in the group that motherfuckers fuck with. And it's like they like to keep certain niggas around them to make them look better. Like it just make a nigga feel good to be around a bunch of niggas that's asking them for shit. But it's like nigga, real niggas want to see they niggas doing just as good as they doing. You know, real niggas want to see they niggas do good even if they niggas is doing better than them. Like I, I would tell motherfuckers like I would much rather... Be the brokest nigga in my crew. I'd much rather be the, the the nigga in my crew that knows the least. Because if you the the best looking, biggest balling nigga in your crew, you in the wrong fucking crew. Like you shouldn't be around a bunch of niggas you can't learn shit from. A bunch of niggas you can't get shit from. A bunch of niggas who can't help you do shit. You know, like it sucks being the nigga who always got to look out. The nigga who always got to pay niggas way into the club. The nigga who they always got to use your status or your name to get some shit. Like, nigga, I would much rather be in a crew full of niggas who got Dodge Chargers to be the one nigga with the Bentley and everybody else ain't got no car. Like, and, and what Bobby Smarter did was the definition of some real nigga shit. Like, he could have got out what? Two years ago And Rowdy Rebel would have had four more years To go sit down But he like nah that's my nigga homie Like nigga go ahead and give me them two And we'll get out around the same time Like nigga That shit is solid My nigga 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Are you ready to lose weight the easy way? Get Nutrisystem, the proven plan that's worked for millions, and it will work for you, too. You get your breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks delivered right to your door. Delicious foods that are ready in minutes, now featuring hearty inspirations meals that control hunger for up to five hours, high in protein, and bigger than ever. Exactly what you need to feel full, satisfied, and energized as the weight comes off. The secret is the break through science of smart adapt personalized to your metabolism and created to help you break through plateaus get your plan for as little as ten dollars a day order nutrisystem today and start losing weight right away millions of people have lost weight on nutrisystem you can too go to nutrisystem.com new right now and get a special offer just go to nutrisystem.com new to get started expect to lose an average one to two pounds a week offer restrictions apply see website for details you know, like, I, I, I got to give Bobby Smurda his props for that shit. Like, even if this nigga come out with some music and I think that shit is trash, I'm going to support it just because real niggas in general need support. Like, we support sucker-ass niggas all up and down the motherfucking street. We support shit that we know is some bullshit. We support motherfuckers that we know is doing some shit that we don't approve of, some shit that we don't like. Niggas, niggas is supporting child molesters, thieves, motherfuckers who stealing other people's music, motherfuckers who stealing other people's style. Like, nigga, when I see a motherfucker do some solid shit, nigga, I, I gotta, I gotta salute that shit, my nigga, because it that's rare, you know. And not to to be on the the old nigga card because this shows that solid ain't die. You know, like, you know, older niggas love to be like, oh, man, they, they, these niggas ain't built like they was back in the day, back in back when niggas used to be solid. Niggas used to be like this and niggas used to be like that. Like, I don't really play that generational bullshit because we had snitches in every fucking generation. My nigga, like we had fucking Alpo snitch. Um, What was the nigga from American Gangster? Frank Lucas snitch. Nicky Barnes snitch. Like, nigga, snitching ain't no new shit, my nigga. So don't try to put it on the young niggas like the young niggas is the only motherfuckers fucking up. The young niggas. Oh, these young niggas is this. These young niggas. Nigga, that nigga Bobby Schmurt, I think that motherfucker was probably born in, like, 98, my nigga. Like, he a young-ass nigga. But, you know, he, he, he old-school solid, my nigga. If you want to put that on some old-school shit, he's that. He's a solid-ass nigga. And I got to give him his props for that shit because a lot of motherfuckers wouldn't have took that time. You know, like a, a lot of motherfuckers ain't taking no time for they nigga. It's a lot of niggas in prison right now behind a nigga and they ain't even do shit because that nigga that they doing that time for did not want to do that time. You know, just like when I talked about, uh, you know, the movie uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. The whole reason that nigga was doing all that bullshit was because he was running from some prison time. Like, nigga, prison time 
that shit'll pull all the bitch up out you. Like a lot of motherfuckers really don't know what type of nigga they are until you know them motherfucking bars slam behind their motherfucking ass, or even the potential of getting put in in a jail cell. You know, so just the 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 fact that that nigga was willing to take some extra time, like look at six nine, nigga six nine, a whole bitch. Because he was running from some time. He was running from the consequences of his own motherfucking actions. You know, Bobby Schmurter took time that he didn't have to take on some real nigga shit for a nigga that he really fucked with. Like, you know, 6ix9ine talked to all that Treyway, 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 nigga, this Treyway, this gang, nigga, I'm a blood and all this bullshit. Nigga, when it was time to do some real gangster shit, that nigga ran. That nigga snitched. And like I be telling motherfuckers, all you niggas that justified that shit, I'm I'm side eyeing you niggas, you know, because it's like if you really know the situation, my nigga, that's some sucker shit. No matter how you slice it, because the thing is, you know, like I I, I was taught as a little kid, my nigga, if you don't want to get hit, stay the fuck out the street, my nigga. The streets ain't for everybody. Some of you niggas is sidewalk niggas. Y'all ain't street niggas. Stay the fuck out the street. If you feel like, oh man, if that was me. I would have snitched. You shouldn't have been in that. Mo- you shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't be in the position where you have to snitch. Like, like I said, with, with six nine, it wasn't like six nine was somewhere just minding his business, rapping and being a fucking square. That nigga put himself in them positions. That nigga wanted to go be a blood. That nigga wanted to go do the whole gang banger lifestyle. That nigga chose that shit. Once you choose what you're gonna do. Nigga, you're subject to the rules of the game that you chose to play. Nigga, it's like a motherfucker going on to the football field and saying he don't want to get tackled. Like, no, my nigga, you got to play the fucking game. My nigga, you want to be a football player? You got to get motherfucking tackled. You know, and this is just the 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 ex- exemplary fucking example of, of how a motherfucker's supposed to move. Nigga, you choose to be a street nigga when it's due street nigga time. That's what that nigga had to do. That nigga stood up like a motherfucking G. So, you know, shout out to Bobby Schmurter, my nigga. Like, um, damn, nigga, let me short. I ain't even going to say break, but happy birthday to my pops, my nigga. Like, it's my dad's birthday. My dad's birthday and shit. Shout out to my dad, man. But um, speaking of friends, dog, um, I just watched that movie, uh, One Night in Miami. It was a good movie. Like, you know, I, I hate to do like another episode where I review a fucking movie. But it was it was another like cool ass historical piece. Like, you know, like I've said on the show, like I'm not really a fan of fictional movies and shit. Like I'm not really like big on a lot of entertainment that don't involve learning. I'm kind of a nerd in that way. Like I'd rather watch a fucking documentary than a feature film and shit. Like, I'd rather be learning some shit than reading some fiction or, you know, taking in some fiction. Like, I'm a bigger fan of podcasts than I am of music. And, like, this movie, it was like, I I wasn't expecting it to be that good. You know, like, I'm not saying, like, I was blown away. Like, it was the greatest fucking movie that I've ever seen. Like, it's not fucking with um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Like, Judas and the Black Messiah was... That shit was dope as a motherfucker. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that shit. I'd watch that shit again. That was a hard-ass movie. That shit was dope. Like, 
This one, not as great. But it was a lot of jewelry in this motherfucker. Like, you know, a, a lot of historical facts and some, you know, like some shit that I could tell that they kind of like mixed up just to push the story along. But like, I, I just like the way the movie was done. Like when the, when the shit first came on, I kind of was like hating. I ain't even going front. Like when I first seen the Malcolm X character delivering his speech, I was like, oh yeah, this shit finna be some bullshit. You know, it just had that like, um, like straight to TV movie look. Like it, it just seemed like one of them like Wendy Williams productions. Like this, like some Lifetime movie shit. Like these niggas is finna fuck this movie up. Like that part when I saw uh the the Muhammad Ali character in the beginning. You know, when it started out with the boxing, just the way that he was doing it. But I think what fucked it up for me was, you know, for those two characters to get introduced first. And then when I would compare that to the other two movies that were so prominent involving those two figures, like the first time and not even the first time, but like the the time that stands out in a lot of people's minds of seeing Malcolm X as a, a, a character in a movie was when Denzel Washington played him. You know, them some big fucking shoes to fill, you know, and then when you looked at. Um, Muhammad Ali played by Will Smith which was another fucking excellent performance you know so it's like for these two practically unknown actors to fill these roles I gotta give these niggas they props like when I first seen them niggas get on the screen like I said I was like oh here we go here goes some bullshit but as the movie went on like them them niggas carried their weight like them them niggas did their thing but as far as like the movie, it it wasn't the like the cinem the cinematography or not even the performances of the actors that I enjoy so much, but just you know like the the writing, like I enjoyed what was said. Like I, I kind of was tripping off the fact that they made Malcolm X look like a fucking stick in the mud. I'm like, damn, they, this they made Malcolm X seem like a fucking buzzkill dog, like. That that nigga fucked the party up like they, you know, the 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 setting of the movie was basically like it was a celebration of Muhammad Ali's victory over Sonny Liston, you know. And of course, you know, after something like that, you think, oh, nigga, we finna turn up. We finna get some hoes. We finna get drunk. Nigga, we finna have a motherfucking party, my nigga. I got my niggas with me, nigga. He a legend, he a legend, he a legend, I'm a legend. Nigga, we we finna party like rock stars tonight. This nigga Malcolm X had them niggas in a hotel room with no hoes and vanilla ice cream. And that nigga like made it seem like, oh, I know how to party and pulled out vanilla motherfucking ice cream. Two boxes of that shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit, dog? You know, so like I said, like the movie started out on like a sour fucking note. Like, I, I I honestly was just like, oh, this finna be some bullshit. But, like, me, I'm 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 not gonna call myself a history buff, but, like, I'm into history. So, it's like, all right, let me get this shit a chance. You know, so just, like, during the course of the movie, like, you just see, like, little, little gems and little cool shit. Like, Malcolm X and um Sam Cooke was having, like, a little beef because Malcolm X was feeling like Sam Cooke had way more potential than 
the the content that he was creating like nigga you 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 a talented fucking singer you a great fucking entertainer why is it that you're not using your platform for something more powerful and like just that like malcolm x's stance on what he felt like sam cook was doing was something that's like me being a podcaster me being somebody with a platform like that was something that kind of touched me a little bit like that was something that kind of you know like made me think like you know, us as podcasters, us as just people in general, motherfuckers who consider themselves to be entertainers, motherfuckers with platforms, like it's cool to be an entertainer and shit. But, you know, there's certain times in your career as an entertainer where it's it's about more than entertainment. You know, like at some point you got to make a fucking stance like you got to, you know, let motherfuckers know where you are in certain scenarios. You know, and I think this is like a big knock on Kevin Hart a lot of times because when shit is going on, Kevin Hart kind of take the stance of I'm I'm just an entertainer. Like, I just make niggas laugh. Like, that's all I do. Like, you know, and it's like you you got such a fucking big platform and you using it. Yeah, nigga, you a fucking comedian. But just because you a comedian don't mean that you can't use your platform for something that moves your people forward. You know, for something that that's considered to be a good thing, you know, because if you want to say, oh, I'm just a fucking comedian, then what about Dave Chappelle? What about Richard Pryor? You know, what about all the other comedians that use their platform for something that was positive, you know, for something that was going to make a fucking difference? And that was something that Malcolm X was saying about Sam Cooke, even though like like I said, like when you watch the movie and you look at like some of the shit that Sam Cooke was saying, some of the shit that Sam Cooke was doing, nigga, Sam Cooke was big on fucking empowerment, dog. Like Sam Cooke, as much as the music that he was making wasn't empowering at the time that they said, even though the song Change Gonna Come really was made before this movie was set. Like I said, like there was little details that got fudged to push the story forward, which I appreciated just in the scheme of how the movie went. But like the song change gonna come. My nigga, like basically what Malcolm X was saying to Sam Cooke was like, yeah, even though you doing a bunch of real shit, my nigga, like your impact is coming through your fucking music. It's coming through your fucking platform. You know, like just like with the whole Nipsey Hussle situation, like Nipsey Hussle, as much as, you know, he pushed the independent grind, ownership, you know, owning your shit, not, you know, taking no fucking, you know, no money from other motherfuckers, you know, get it out the mud, do your shit your own way. Like it it wasn't as powerful as an example as it was until he put it in his music. Like the nigga was always on this same type of grind, but that shit start hitting harder. When he start making music like on the Marathon album where he was talking about, you know, fuck the middleman, you know, take care of that shit on your own, make your own plays, you know, own all your own shit, you know, like that's real power. When you have power over your platform, when you have ownership over the content that you create, you know, when you got ownership over your intellectual property, like that's real fucking empowerment. Like, yeah, it's cool to have motherfuckers dancing when you sing and enjoying your music and all that cute shit. Like, yeah, that's cool. But at the end of the day, like, what are you really doing 
you know, to, to push forward the people that look like you. Like, what are you doing to invoke change? Like, you know, you calling yourself, you know, the, the king of soul or whatever the fuck he was calling himself. I forgot that shit escapes me. But he like, nigga, like your music ain't really as soulful as you saying. Like, nigga, you making good music, but you ain't saying shit. You know, and that's the thing. Like a lot of us with platforms, like, like I say all the time, like I could be way funnier on this motherfucker. If y'all follow my personal Instagram page, Uncle Dolomite. I got a hell of a sense of humor, nigga. My whole fucking page is memes and funny shit. Nigga, read my captions. I'm a funny nigga. But Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. But I chose to use this platform to help people. Like, nigga, I could get on this motherfucking crack jokes all day. If y'all hear me on other podcasts, if y'all would have heard me on um Bet the House podcast about an hour ago, my nigga cracking jokes all the whole fucking episode. Hilarious, funny shit. But I use my platform to help people. Like, I, I really want to make an impact in motherfuckers' lives. Like, it, I, I, I consider the compliment, like, Nigga, that that episode helped me. I like that shit way more than, oh, you a funny ass nigga. Like, a lot of people are funny ass niggas. Like, I'd much rather be a helpful nigga than a funny nigga. Like, I'd much rather be a helpful nigga than an entertaining nigga. Like, I'd much rather a motherfucker tell me, like, nigga, you know, your, your podcast got me past depression. Or your podcast helped me get a job. Or your podcast helped me to go harder in my industry. Or your podcast you know, help me start my business or got me away from them bitch ass niggas or, you know, kept me out of prison or some shit. Like I'd much rather use my platform for something impactful like that than just, you know, making niggas laugh or making niggas dance or putting niggas up on some new music. And I'm not, I don't have nothing against niggas who do that. I don't have nothing against niggas who make music. I don't have nothing against niggas who crack jokes. I don't have, you know, nothing against niggas who do a podcast about sex. Like, don't get me wrong. But even, you know, people who do podcasts like that, you know, when there comes a time when something is that heavy, like you should just be responsible with what you use your platform for. You know, and I feel like a lot of, you know, what Malcolm X and Sam Cooke was clashing about was this like, nigga, you got this big ass platform. You you literally have influence over millions of people and you using your motherfucking influence to, to sing about she's so pretty. She's so pretty. Like, the fuck is that, my nigga? You know, and Sam Cook's point was like, nigga, I'm I'm an empowering motherfucker. You know, like he, he broke down a story about, you know, a song that Bobby Womack had written that 
the Rolling Stones had used and how Bobby Womack was getting the royalties off that shit. And he like, nigga, that's real motherfucking empowerment, which is the truth. You know, like Sam Cooke was on that ownership shit, nigga, decades and decades before a lot of these rappers and shit. You know, like a, a, a lot of the shit that we look up to ain't even new shit. It's just put into a new package. You know, like a lot of niggas thought like Nipsey Hussle was like the first nigga on the independent grind. The first nigga talk about on your masters. But shit, before him was Jay-Z. Before him was Master P. And, you know, like with this, like before them, like nigga, even when you watch the Ray movie, like Ray Charles. You know, remember when Ray Charles broke from his first record label. You know, a, a lot of what broke him from his first record label was he said he wanted to own his masters. And they was like, we can't do that. You know, like as much as we got love for you and shit, we can't give you that fucking power. You know, and that's the thing, my nigga, like, you know, these niggas was was on some real life power shit. You know, like in, in the movie, it was just so many like little things like that, you know, and, and they made them into big things. Because honestly, you know, like I was telling one of my homeboys because he was asking me, like, you know, is it a good movie? And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's not an entertaining movie. You know, it's not no movie that you're going to watch if you want to see action and all that old shit. Because, like, um, Judas and the Black Messiah, there there was some action in that movie. You know, like, that movie was, was very entertaining as well as being informative. This movie is a lot more informative than entertaining. You know, like, there was some pretty cool performances. Like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the movie. But... You know, I, I enjoyed the lessons a lot more. Like, Sam Cooke, that nigga was a bad motherfucker. Like, I'm, I, I've am i seen documentaries about him, and I'm gonna, like, really go start looking way more into that shit. You know, because, like, what he was breaking down as far as, like, the empowerment and how he was moving in the music business. Like, that nigga, that nigga was doing some cold shit. You know, like, a, a, a lot of the black artists... Back in the day, as much as like we see rappers getting fucked in these music deals and, you know, just the the whole structure of the music business and how a lot of black artists is getting fucked over for a lot of the black artists that was getting fucked over. It was a lot of black artists that was on some some cold shit, you know, like Ray Charles comes to mind. Um, James Brown was another one. That owned a lot of his shit, you know, that 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 had radio stations and all like these were some powerful motherfuckers like nigga. You know, we we look back at the times of the 60s and we just look at it like, oh, it was so racist and it was so fucked up and it was so bad for black people. There was some niggas out there that was nigga handling fucking business like I, I enjoy, you know, just the way that them them four niggas was moving. You know, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke. Like, you know, as much as Sam Cooke was low-key getting painted, low-key like a little ba- little, little coonish, he wasn't no coon by no stretch. You know, and that was the thing. Like, you know, when it comes to theater, when it comes to cinema, when it comes to, you know, storytelling and picture painting, you know, a lot of times when you watch movies like this, like it kind of gives you, you know, like a little... um like a, a a preconceived notion on certain motherfuckers. Like you looking at them in a certain way that the, the movie paints them. And if you was to watch the movie loosely, 
Sam Cooke looked like a little coon a little bit. You know, a little certain shit that nigga was saying was on some like, nah, man, let's not make these white people mad. But nigga Sam Cooke was a bad motherfucking man, dude. Like, I, I enjoyed every fucking character in that movie and the way that they carried themselves. Like, it was a cold fucking scene, like, with Jim Brown, you know, when in, in the beginning of the movie. And he went to go meet this old white motherfucker. Nigga, these motherfuckers must have talked for, like, 15 minutes about how the white dude was so proud of Jim Brown. And, you know, I'm proud to say I'm from the same town that Jim Brown from and all this shit. And, you know, like, the white dude had to go in his house and, like, move some furniture. And Jim Brown was like, yeah, man, you know, let me go in and help you. I'll help you. The motherfucker gets to the door. The white boy said... You know we don't let niggers in our house. And it's like, you know, a point that I've made multiple times on this motherfucking show, dog. Like, no matter how polite a motherfucker is to you, that don't mean they like you. You know, I, I say this shit a lot to motherfuckers. Like, I don't let a motherfucker being polite to me fool me into thinking that that motherfucker likes me. I don't let niggas fool me with pats on the back. Like, this is the thing that I always say. And, you know, sorry to get off into this bag, but here I go. The Democrat Party. Like, niggas love the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party tells you how cute you are and how much they like you. And then they turn around and shit on you. Like these motherfuckers are dancing, you know, dance at your parties and wear your shoes and listen to your music. And oh, yeah, Black Lives Matter, Kamala Harris. Yeah, we got all this shit. And it's like, OK, all right. um, What what policies do you have for us? And they're like, oh, we ain't got shit for you. But Black Lives Matter, though. Like I never let a motherfucker tell me nothing about how cool I am and give me all these punk ass compliments. And then you're going to turn around and shit on me you gonna call me a nigger to my fucking face like you did all that talking about my motherfucking how many records i broke and how you proud to be from my town and then you gonna call me a nigger like that's the same shit that motherfuckers do in general my nigga like that's what i see when i see the democrat party you know and again like in this movie malcolm x like i always say they gotta set that shit a gang of times in this show the the ballot or the fucking bullet what malcolm x was talking about as black people we don't need to attach ourselves to no fucking political party because neither one of these motherfuckers like us no matter what the fuck they say about us they don't give a fuck about us but we'll go out there rock the vote vote or die run out there and vote get your booty to the pole nigga we gonna do all this marching and stomping to get these motherfuckers elected and then when it comes time for them motherfuckers to turn around and kick us down and give us a policy that's going to help move us forward, they ain't got shit for us. The Democrat Party said the same thing that old white man said on that porch. You know we don't let niggers in here. We'll let you vote for us and we'll do all that bullshit with you when it's time for us to run. We'll talk to Ice Cube about this. And what them niggas tell Ice Cube? Yeah, we'll talk to you after we get in the White House. Now that they're in the White House, them niggas talk to Ice Cube. I need some crickets on this motherfucker just for dead air. But them motherfuckers ain't spoke to Ice Cube. Them motherfuckers ain't got shit for us. Them niggas did all that motherfucking Black Lives Matter melanin-ness and all this bullshit to get that motherfucking black vote. They even thanked you after they got in the White House. Oh, black women 
saved us. Black women did this. Nigga, what policy has Joe Biden put in place to help black women? That nigga signed 50 motherfucking executive orders the day he got in that motherfucker. What did he do to positively affect the black community? Specifically black women, because they specifically said that black women helped save the vote. So what have they done to help black women? Since they, you know, they love us so motherfucking much. And this is something that I just say with people in general, my nigga, like friends included. Motherfuckers who you fuck with on a daily basis. It's a lot of motherfuckers that tell you how much they love you. Just like with the Bobby Schmurter shit. It was a lot of niggas that was doing that motherfucking shmoney dance. It was 200 niggas on the motherfucking hot nigga remix. And where was them niggas at when he was in jail? How many of them niggas put money on his motherfucking books? You know, how many of them motherfuckers was trying to look out and make sure his mom was straight? How many motherfuckers was dropping off money to his family? How many motherfuckers was trying to tell niggas, hey, man, y'all niggas go stream hot niggas so, so Bobby Schmurter can have some money when he get home? Not so many, my nigga. It's a lot of motherfuckers that are root for the team while it's winning, but it ain't a lot of motherfuckers that's going to be rooting for the team when the motherfucking team start losing. Like, that's the fucking thing, my nigga. Like, that was a powerful fucking scene, dog. Like, that motherfucker sat there all that time and gave that motherfucker all them props. And I'm like, these are your friends, my nigga. Like, motherfuckers who, who give you all, all that positive, oh, I like you, I love you, oh, I love your work, oh, I like everything you do. Then you like, all right, nigga, so um, I need ABC. And they like, oh, uh. I said, I like your shit. I ain't say that I was going to help you, nigga. Like, fuck out my motherfucking face. You know, and that's the thing. And that was a lot of what Malcolm X was trying to tell Sam Cook. You got all these motherfuckers dancing to your motherfucking music and all these motherfuckers. You don't want to make them mad. And, you know, you you think you sitting up high on the thing. You you in the fountain blue. And nigga was like, who checked you into the fountain blue? You know, and he was like, oh, you know, the, the whoop de whoop. And, you know, he like exactly the motherfucking white boy. Nigga, you over here. You know, thinking you you better than everybody because you in the white man hotel and you couldn't even check yourself in that motherfucker. You know, and then Sam Cook, like I said, nigga, Sam Cook was a bad motherfucker. Sam Cook, like, yeah, the, the white boy that works for me, my employee, my nigga. Like, nigga, I got power, too. You know, and that was the thing. Like, I, I liked that little tennis match between Malcolm X and um and Sam Cook because, like, I, I enjoyed... um. Muhammad Ali's character, you know him as a 22-year-old world champion. You know that 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 nigga was just out there just trying to have fun. You know, even though all of us who know about Muhammad Ali, you know, he was very aware. Like he was a very intelligent man. Like, you know, and in the movie he he had he showed flashes of that shit. But in the movie a lot of it, you know, just focused on him and his youth and you know the way that he was just trying to have a good time. I feel like a lot of the movie was more, you know, or what what stood out to me was the dynamic between Malcolm X and Sam Cooke. Like, them niggas was really beefing. And a lot of this movie was more, you know, um, like fictional than anything. Like, the, the night was a real night. But a lot of the dialogue was kind of, you know, done for entertainment. But it was some powerful shit in that motherfucker. 
You know, I feel like that's a that's a movie that a lot of motherfuckers should see. You know, that's a movie that you, you should watch that motherfucker closely because there was a lot of good shit in there. You know, especially like, you know, and I don't want to give away the fucking spoiler and shit, you know, as far as like, you know, toward the end of the movie, like how um, Sam Cooke got down toward the end. But it it was just a good fucking film, dog. Like, you know, like I said, as far as like what, what Malcolm X was saying to him about using the fucking platform, like all of those niggas in that movie, you know, a lot of. I feel like the main message of the film was to use your platform for something that helps move your fucking people forward. You know, like with, with Malcolm X, I mean, um, with Muhammad Ali's character, you know, the, the, the big thing with Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali and their friendship, Malcolm X was just happy to have Muhammad Ali you know, converting to Islam, you know, joining the nation and being unapologetic and letting motherfuckers know, like, nigga, at the end of the day, I'm black first. You know, I'm a I'm a Muslim. I'm a proud member of the nation of Islam. Like he was using, you know, his platform as a boxer, as a famous champion to let motherfuckers know, like, nigga, this is the black experience. This is what we going through. This is what we want. This is what I'm using my power for. This is what I'm using my platform for. This is what I'm using my influence for. You know, like these were four of the most famous black men of that era. And they was using their fucking platforms for something that was powerful. And that was a beautiful fucking thing, my nigga. Like, I just I just love to see shit like that. Like, those are four men that I have immense respect for especially malcolm x like everybody who know everybody who listen to this show know like nigga I, I i like worship malcolm x like i'm a fucking like malcolm x is like my fucking hero my nigga so like seeing the fucking movie like i said when i first seen this character i was kind of like oh here we go with this bullshit these niggas got a bullshit ass nigga to play malcolm x and then the way the motherfucker started and the way that he was getting down i'm just like these niggas play my nigga Malcolm, dog. Like, that nigga was like fucking like, ugh. But again, a, a lot of what that dialogue was, a lot of what their, um, you know, struggles was personally between each other, a lot of what the motherfuckers was beefing about was some powerful shit. You know, and that's what I fucked with. Like, a lot of this shit, I kind of was just like, mm. You know, like with the whole vanilla ice cream shit and all that, like, you know, but like I said, like, nigga, the, the, it, it, it humanized a lot of these niggas, you know, because like when you see Muhammad Ali, when you see Malcolm X, when you see Jim Brown, like a lot of us are not really familiar with Sam Cooke outside of music. Like we just know, you know, it's been a long, like we just know the song, but a lot of us don't really know about Sam Cooke and his story. You know, some of us know about, uh, you know, Bobby Womack fucking his wife and his daughter and, you know, showing up to the nigga funeral with his suit on and all that old shit. But that nigga Sam Cooke was a cold nigga. Like, I I, I really am going to do some more research personally about the nigga, like just finding out what he was doing, you know, because I was somewhat familiar with the nigga and, and some of his moves and shit. But. You know, just a little little couple of little things he said in that movie made me be like, oh, he a cold-ass nigga. I'm finna check this nigga out. 
you know, but like all these niggas was using they 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 influence for some dope ass shit. You know, like Jim Brown being, you know, the the number one running back in the NFL and shit. You know, like even him and a lot of motherfuckers is, is kind of familiar with Jim Brown being pro black. You know, a lot of niggas was kind of like looking at that nigga sideways because, you know, remember when Trump first got elected, Jim Brown went to go meet with him, which like I was telling motherfuckers, you know, there's there's certain niggas playing checkers and there's certain niggas playing chess. You know, like a lot of motherfuckers just looked at you doing anything with motherfucking Trump is like, oh, you sold out. Oh, you a fucking coon. But at the at the end of the day, my nigga, like if I'm doing something to get something for you, nigga, shut the fuck up and let me do what the fuck I'm doing. Like it, it ain't like the nigga pulled up to the shit with a MAGA hat on. The nigga had a fucking Kente print Kofi on my nigga. Like that nigga fucking Jim Brown has been for the empowerment of black people his whole motherfucking career. Why do you think that him meeting with Trump makes him some type of fucking coon, my nigga? Like that nigga was going in that motherfucker with our best interests going on. Same with fucking Ice Cube. Like niggas be on some goofy shit. Like y'all niggas let somebody tell you that a motherfucker is a villain and you just run with that shit. Like, I've been telling niggas, like, as much as y'all niggas say, oh, Trump's a racist, Trump's a racist, Trump's a racist. But he didn't write the fucking crime bill. Like, nigga, Trump ain't do half of the damage to the black community. That motherfucking Joe Biden did. But y'all ain't calling nobody a coon for sucking Joe Biden dick. Like, I keep telling motherfuckers, nigga, Joe Biden is just as racist as Donald Trump is, my nigga. He just better at hiding it. He said nigger like the day before yesterday or some shit on TV. Little Freudian slip. But motherfuckers gonna let that shit slide up under the rug. Like, you know, it. I, I just trip off how motherfuckers look at certain niggas. Like, certain niggas just got a track record. Like, when it comes to doing shit positive, my nigga, like, it's just certain niggas that you know, just like with Jay-Z, like a lot of motherfuckers was calling him a coon for the shit he did with the NFL, like myself included. I wasn't calling him a coon, but I was side-eyeing the way that he moved with that shit. But at the same time, like, that nigga got a track record that has me saying, okay, let me see what this nigga doing. It's not looking good, but I'm going to get this nigga a shot. Like, that's how I felt about Jim Brown when he met with Trump. Because, like, when you watch the movie, like, nigga, Jim Brown was a, I don't give a fuck what these motherfuckers got to say type of nigga. Like, Jim, like, none of them niggas in that movie did no cooning. And I, I'm kind of silent a lot of times about how I feel about a lot of athletes these days. Because I honestly feel like a lot of athletes are fucking big coons. Like, a lot of the reason that I don't wear Michael Jordan shoes is because a lot of his stances... When shit got funky, he kind of backed up and played the Kevin Hart role. Like, hey, man, I'm just a basketball player. Like, you know, like I be telling motherfuckers, because, you know, certain niggas try to defend Michael Jordan. Like, oh, well, you know, everybody can't be Muhammad Ali. Everybody can't be this and everybody can't be that. And it's like, nigga, at the end of the day, dog, like like Malcolm X said, you know, as, as far as like with Sam Cooke, like, what are you using your platform for? You know, like. How can you look yourself in the mirror knowing that you using your platform for nothing, my nigga? 
Like, yeah, you making people dance and snap and shake their ass, but it's like, so what, my nigga? Like, you you could be doing so much more. Like, you could be doing so much to affect change. You know, because, like, on some real shit, a lot of us, only Sam Cooke's song we know is change gonna come. He had a lot of big hits. He had a lot of shit on the radio back in his day. But the one song... That has been cracking since the fucking 60s, my nigga. Is change gonna come? You know, like, this is the thing. Like, nigga, um, Muhammad Ali, as a as great of a fucking fighter as he was, we know him for how he used his platform. A lot of motherfuckers won belts as boxers, my nigga. But the motherfuckers who go down in history as the greats, are the motherfuckers who use their platform for something. Jim Brown included. Nigga, Jim Brown was the number one running back in the fucking 60s. But that nigga record done been broken about 20 fucking times, my nigga. Jim Brown's fucking rushing record done got smacked by O.J. Simpson broke that motherfucker. Um, Walter Payton broke that motherfucker. Barry Sanders broke that motherfucker. Emmitt Smith broke that motherfucker. I think Edgerin James broke that motherfucker. Terrell Davis broke. A gang of niggas broke fucking uh, Jim Brown record. But Jim Brown's name stays relevant because of how he used his motherfucking platform. You know, and that's the thing. Like, that was what I took from this motherfucking movie. Like, that is something that I'm going to keep with me. That is something that's the whole fucking reason for the Too Much Game podcast. Because I want to use my fucking platform for something that's fucking impactful. Like a a lot of us as podcasters, a lot of us as motherfuckers that are in the industry where we get to talk to motherfuckers. A lot of us who just have like a social media platform. Nigga, if you got five fucking followers, that's five motherfuckers who you can help by saying some real shit being the example of doing some real shit because like i talk about on this motherfucker all the time dog like you know us as human beings nigga a lot of us don't even realize the influence that we have over just two or three niggas our kids you know our neighbors you know it's just young motherfuckers that'll see you somewhere that you don't even know look up to you Like, you should just be using your platform. You should be using the little bit of influence that you have to affect motherfuckers' lives positively, dog. Like, you know, that that was what I took from this motherfucking movie. You know, like, just when I heard the four names involved, like, you know, Sam Cooke, like I said, like, I wasn't as familiar with him as I was with Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, and Malcolm X, but at the same time, in order for this nigga to have even been in the room with these niggas, he had to be a cold motherfucker, you know, and it was like, I just appreciated the way that everything went down, I appreciated, you know, the the fact that these niggas wasn't cooning and shit, like, these niggas was on some real boss shit, you know, because that that was another thing, like, especially with Sam Cooke, you know, like, Jim Brown said that shit in the movie, uh, you know, to Malcolm X, like, you know, you, you really going real hard on Sam, but Sam, the only motherfucker out of all four of us that, that ain't out here asking for a check from the white man.
Like that's some powerful shit dog Like for a, a black man In the motherfucking 60's To have control over his motherfucking Destiny Like nigga that, that was some cold shit Like nigga I, I had to give Sam Cook his props on that shit I'm like this, this nigga he was a cold Little dude my nigga You know so Just to put a bow on all this shit man You know if you got a platform If you got any level of influence over motherfuckers, man, just keep that shit in mind, dog. Like, you know, use your influence, use your platform, you know, use the example that you set for motherfuckers for something that's going to impact somebody, you know, positively, my nigga. Because a lot of times, you know, just like what Malcolm X was trying to say to Sam Cooke, like, nigga, you just don't know how many people you could affect. You don't know what you can do, what impact you can have. When you use your platform for something impactful, my nigga, you know, so when you get a chance to do that shit, my nigga, you know, use your platform responsibly. And I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game podcast, live from the Boom Boom Room, once again. If you would like to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash townhousemedia, town, E, house media. Support all the townhouse media podcasts. Seriously, none of the podcasts, Friday nights, 9 p.m. My nigga being ready, the super producer, doing this motherfucking thing whenever the fuck he feel like it, because he don't do that shit every Friday, but when he get around to it, he get around to it, and that shit be dope. Um, Tuesday evenings, 6 p.m. Pacific time, live on Facebook and YouTube. The Sports for You podcast, my favorite sports podcast. My nigga John Watson, my nigga Mark, and Nick motherfucking Freeze. Them niggas know what the fuck they talking about, they do their thing. Y'all niggas check out the Sports for You podcast, sports number four, letter U. Uh, on Wednesday evenings, 5 p.m., live on Facebook and YouTube as well. The No Rules podcast with Mark. And Ill Will, the gym dropper, a.k.a. the motherfucking Juice Crew, a.k.a. the Bloods. You know, check them motherfuckers out live at five Wednesdays. Nigga, hump days and never be the same. Uh, Sundays, the Cat vs. Dog podcast. With myself, Young Dolomite, and my co-host, Chelsea Perry, CJ, the celebrity of Townhouse Media. We gonna be back this motherfucking Sunday, dog. This Sunday, we will for sure be back, my nigga. I took that motherfucking day off working everything, my nigga. Sunday, live at 3 p.m. Pacific time, live at 5 Houston time. The Cat vs. Dog podcast, nigga. We will be back. We will be getting cracking. So y'all check that motherfucker out, my nigga. You know, um, follow me on social media at Uncle Dolomite. You know, um, at Too Much Game Podcast. You know, Twitter at Young Dolomite, Y U N G D O L E M I T E. Uh, follow me on Clubhouse at Young Dolomite, spelt the same fucking way. You know, like, comment, and subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a punk ass bitch and a bitch ass nigga. Anybody that I can help with this motherfucking platform, you know, let them motherfuckers know. You know, so uh, I think that's it, my nigga. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.